and what's up y'all welcome back to another episode episode number 76 of the respect the combat podcast today's a little bit different and a lot a bit and a lot a bit controversial as eric and i just sat down and broke down oh boy the craziness that is the combat sports world retirements allegations accusations and court hearings and detentions turned into court court sentences. Court sentences, the works. This week is crazy. And for those that are not of age, I'm just going to say there are other episodes, like I usually say in these situations, there are other episodes you can listen to. However, I don't import anybody that is not of age or don't want to hear about some stuff to continue. And we'll see y'all and we'll see y'all in three and what's up y'all welcome and what's up y'all welcome back to another episode of that respect the combat podcast my name is mr dlk donez and usually i would say my co-host is Mr. Trico Forsen, but he unfortunately is not feeling under the is feeling under the weather. Fingers crossed it ain't COVID, but we'll see. And with me today is Mr. Goldstein. What's up, Eric? Hey man, what's up? Yeah, uh, we got a, a lot to cover today. And as you stated before in the intro, if you are uh, eight, if you are under the age of 18, I highly advise you not to continue listening. If you are the type that does not like listening to sensitive the content that could be considered sensitive, uh, vulgar, or a bit out there, I suggest you not to continue listening. And in the good old words of Justin Roberts, uh, shit's about to get real, ladies and gentlemen. No freaking shit. <laughs> God, just there was so much that has gone down this week, dude. Like, oh my Can God. People learn the good- in the wrestling world to keep it in their pants. Yeah, like just between the good and the bad and the what the fuck, like there's just, dear God, I mean, we might as well start getting into it because. Let's hop into the mainstream. <laughs> let's hop into the freak. Let's hop into the freaking mainstream before I get a migraine. Yeah. So. To start the, things off on a good note, um, Kenji Mudo, uh, otherwise known as Great Muda, is retiring as of April of next year. I didn't know the top month, but I knew you did tell me he was retiring, so that is crazy. Yeah. I kind of knew his, a little bit of his run in TNA, which LIJ, LIJ fans, you're welcome because it's yeah. Sonata. And then Satoshi Kojima apparently is the new GHC heavyweight champion. Yep, which made him now join that elite group of triple crown winners. With is that the same club Eddie Edward Eddie ended up in or no? Nah, Eddie, I don't nah Eddie because he hasn't touched the IWGP one. It's the it's whoever's touched the IWGP, the GHC, and I think the open the dragon gate, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah. Like Which Kenji Muto, that won't a, happen. Yeah, like Kenji Muto, he's a triple count. He's a triple crown winner. And then, unfortunately, we got to start start on the downhill because uh, Brittany Griner's Russian detention got extended to July second. Her detention got extended to July second. July second over Hanish oil, and she may be sent up to five to ten years over. Yeah, I seriously, huh? 
What is the why is she why why was she detained in the first place? So she was leaving Russia and they found some Hanish oil in her luggage. Hanish oil. What's Hanish oil? Sorry, I don't mean to sound dumb. So I gotta I gotta look this up myself because I know it may be here. I could actually Google it real quick. Yeah, it was so essentially she's getting detained over like municipal where marijuana. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, so it's oh not Hanish oil, hash oil. Hash oil, Hanish, yeah. Hash okay. Hanish. Which that's stupid. Oh, wait, hang on. So they're talking about, so they're detaining her now until July 2nd, and they're talking about giving her five to 10 years for having hash oil on her. Yeah. That's freaking ridiculous. I already, I didn't know. And she has not had contact for this whole time over the last five months with her family and her wife back home. That's fucking ridiculous. I don't believe it's because of the hash oil. I just think it's because she's American. That and the timing of, the whole Ukraine situation. Yeah, exactly. Like, I almost feel like they're trying to turn it into a hostage-type hostage, hostage situation. I completely agree, and that sucks. Yeah, it's freaking dumb. Like, Putin is just super power-hungry. It's an idiot move, but we're going to slide out of that and talk about the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth NBA championship in this um, era. And... For Steve Kerr, that is number nine in his career. Jesus Christ. Three with the Bulls, two with the Spurs, and all four with Golden State. Yeah. And Steph Curry finally got his finals MVP. But WNBA legend Sue Bird has announced that next season will be her final WNBA season before she retires. So I know Seattle fans are wanting that title just to see her go out on top. Right. And this, and in other news, the Stanley Cup finals are currently Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche with the Avalanche leading 1-0. Which I still don't understand. How is a team from Florida doing the best in hockey? Bruh, the Bucks like, won the... Here. Super Bowl. Well, no, I mean, that makes sense. That's football, but I'm saying hockey. That's a cold sport. Literally, there's not a freaking ice. I mean, there's ice rinks in Florida, but there's not like any type of cold weather in Florida whatsoever. Freaking ever. So, how is it a team from Florida is in the Stanley Cup finals for the second year in a row? Yeah. Like, like I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to give them shit or something. Like, obviously, they're doing something right. I just like, come on, Minnesota, get your shit up. Well, you have to think there's stuff all the way up in Toronto, and Toronto made it to the conference finals, but didn't make it to the Stanley Cup. They're probably have speaking a good of stuff that's very misunderstanding. Giovanni, I don't Vinci. want to talk about this one. Giovanni, His name is Fabian Eichner. I was going to get to that. The <laughs> Fabian Eichner, Giovanni Vinci re-debuted which i'm like like why your tag team division needs help desperately why didn't you just have him granted you could have gave him the spray tan and had him color his beard like you did champa called him up with love weekend gunther don't ask but now he's just gonna be aimlessly in 2.0 for what I don't know. I don't like this new gimmick with him just because like, I mean, I, I mean, it's not, it's not out of the ordinary for him to be given an Italian gimmick. That's not the part I'm, that's not the part I'm pissed off about because he is originally from Italy, I believe. But yeah, the part that I'm not understanding, it's like you called up the rest of Imperium. Why didn't you call up Fabian Eichner with them and then make him part of that whole shtick? Like I said, they their tag like team division needs help. Yeah, I mean, Gunther thing. already has, yeah, like Gunther now has the Intercontinental Championship, which, I mean, I, I saw that coming. Sorry. We sorry, all did Ricochet. when the match was made. Yeah, sorry, Ricochet. We we, we knew it was ripped. But um, the thing is, like, you could have him as, like, you know, he could be the one that could dethrone Roman Reigns. And then if you would have called up Fabian Eichner with, what the fuck is his name now? Ludwig Because I remember Kaiser. him as Marcel Barthel. Thank you. What's his new name? 
Ludwig Kaiser. Okay, that just sounds extremely Nazi. Bruh. Actually, I'm pretty sure there was a Nazi that whose name was Ludwig Kaiser. We're going to move on because that got... Gunther Stark was already bad enough. And then Sorry. I don't want to go on that rant again. In. Sorry, that's my Jew kicking in. <laughs> no worries. But yeah, no. I mean, their original gimmicks were good. Walter as Walter was good. Marcel Barthel as Marcel Barthel was good. And Fabian Eichner as Fabian Eichner was good. Like, they should not have had a gimmick change. They should have all been brought up to the main roster as Imperium and then just go from there. Although I'm not going to lie, I am liking how Gunther looks now. Like, you know, like... Oh, yeah, he's, he's in shape now. Yeah, like the way he's toned up and everything. Like, dude, he look, like he, he he can kill a man now with his bare hands, probably. Like, I he was scared... He did to- before. He sent Adam Cole and R.I.P. Ricochet, and they made him... They did him dirty with his own relationship two weeks in a row. Yeah. He basically got blocked and Shanky stole his girl on live TV. Yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? And then his girlfriend had to call him getting destroyed. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, man. Like, I'm really, I don't, I don't agree with the way WWE is doing their booking currently. But anyway, before we get too much into we're gonna it. take a break actually scratch that we're gonna stick on real quick we know the report that everybody wants to talk about with this next individual but that has not been proven yet but what has been proven as is sasha banks had recently had prk eye surgery so she's gonna be done for like three four months if she decides to go back into the ring that's another story for another time people and if more details come out We'll talk about that later. Um, one random thing to talk about, um, because this one has been confirmed by by herself. Um, Paige, she will be done with the company as of I know she gave an exact date. I just can't two weeks, two three two weeks. weeks. First week of yeah. July. Yeah, in the first week of July, she'll be officially done with the company. And I forgot to write that in my notes. Thank you for reminding me. You're good. No worries. But I actually I randomly just remembered it because you were talking about releases. And um, one thing that AEW is actually already t- already trying to talk to her about is po- is a possible manager role towards Jamie Hader, where Paige would play as the manager to Jamie Hader. And they have saying, too many already. Wait, but listen, listen. They're saying it would work with those two because they already have a very close relationship so they feel like not only would it not only would um page work as a good manager for her but she'd also be able to you know better her in ring in ring ability and they're also talking about page coming back to the ring period i just don't want another like and i know she did some stuff in the uk but page is officially somebody that established her name and her brand in wwe according to from u.s audiences so I'm kind of like leaning away from it, huh? Well, yes, she did. But think about it, though. If it wasn't for like, if it wasn't for people like her and AJ Lee and other and Beth Phoenix, then the women's then women's wrestling wouldn't be as respected as it is now. It would still be Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. Yeah, it would be still stuck in the Vince Mc. It would still be stuck in the Vince McMahon divas era. But then when they all came along and they actually showed like, hey, we could wrestle just as good as the guys. That's when they started get putting a little bit more respect on the woman's name. You know what I mean? So, I mean, yes, she True. is technically. So, yes, she is technically a WWE product, but she's not a WWE wrestler. She originally trained all in England and she came to WWE showing that women can wrestle too. So I feel like instead of her being seen as a WWE product, she would be almost seen as like a trailblazer for women's wrestling. It's because, glass because half full, glass half empty. 
Because yeah, I do I mean, feel like AEW signed too many people already. Just as sure. Yeah, I mean, I get that she's had her. I get. I get that she's had like her past and whatnot. But you know, she's learned from it and all that. Jazz. A lot of that was Del Rio, though. A lot of it was Del Rio, and also, you know, unfortunately, having to see per- certain parts of Xavier Woods and the other guy that was a manager for a little while that I did not want to see. Bruh, that's why I don't want her. <laughs> like a mat. Could you only imagine like that? Them titles in AEW already don't mean jack squat because unless they're on DMD, they're not going to get the airtime if that happens. I gotcha. Well, well, moving on. Gonna, that, I, sorry. We're going to get right back on topic just for the sake of time, but because we got, we're going to take a little bit of a break in a minute and that's going to take, and that's going to take a lot to break down. But Randy Orton is now added to the laundry list of wrestling injuries that are going on right now and he's apparently out until 2023 which sucks because now that means two of their top draws being randy and cody are now out until next year and drew's apparently out for another three months oh, what the hell happened to drew apparently he got injured randomly and now he's not doing anything to clash with the castle well then there's your two three biggest draws out because even drew is a pretty big draw yep and drew is slated for the clash for the clash and i'm like wait wait so he's not able to wrestle until like the clash in uk yeah apparently (laughs) or hopefully he's cleared by then because that's in september yeah which is nuts and then so they need roman like desperately to drop at least one of those belts if he's going to take time off yeah exactly like because you at least need one person on tv that has that's the champ that's the champ of the brand so i see i i had to say it but they panic they'll panic book riddle as champion they might they might end up they might end up doing a panic button push and just put, put both belts on him so that then like they have someone on tv with the titles yeah and because they know they're not gonna have rk bro until next year yeah but speaking of belts being on tv specifically two titles the young bucks are the new aw aw world tag team titles yeah with- tag team champs yeah, which I'm kind of trying to figure out where exactly they're going to go with those, just because, I mean, can't talk about this yet, but the titles were originally supposed to go on another team, but because of unforeseen circumstances that we're going to get into. Oh, in we'll few, talk about that after the break. That's what I was going to say, is like, we're going to get into that in a few. Um, yeah, they ended up taking the titles. I mean, I mean, I think that they'll end up working something out, because I mean, obviously they're EVP, so they'll probably work some type of creative out, but I'm just hoping this doesn't turn into a back and forth between them and Red Dragon. At least they're... At least Pop, Papa Massey didn't raise two pieces of shit. I mean, yeah, apparently, because then afterwards, Christian fuck, because then afterwards, Christian fucking turned on, turned on Jungle Boy and then told his mom that she raised a piece of shit. <laughs> he can't, Christian came to skull it. Like, what the hell, Christian? Like, that literally came from nowhere. You fucking pull, you, you freaking pulled a Cody, you freaking pulled a Cody from New Japan back in like 2019, pulled Jungle Boy back in and hit your finisher on him. And then you go up to the boy's mom and it's just like, yeah, you raised a piece of shit. No, nah. You're missing the concerto. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Then there was the concerto where she where he slammed his fucking head, and then went up to the mom and said, "You raised a piece of shit." And then the mom and it was the mom and the sister. Well, and the sister the flicked s- him off, and straight both up said, of them did. did. Yeah, both of them flicked him off, and then the sister's just like, "You aren't shit. You've never been shit. You never were anything." Blah blah blah. <laughs> that was like the funniest. Thing. Like that clip was hilarious. 
Yeah, no, that was hilarious to watch. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see what happens here now with Jungle Boy getting like a singles feud with Christian. Because I honestly think Jungle Boy should get a singles run. But now I'm almost scared. I'm like, okay, don't put Luchasaurus back in the back burner. Because that's a that's a good wrestler right there. I feel like he might just because Jungle Boy's been the star of that of the original trio between them two and Marco. But And to be honest, if you repackage Luchasaurus, just do it right. You can easily put pull off something yeah but, no, but i do think jungle boy and luchasaurus are gonna split off because luchasaurus did take a nasty fall in that match yeah no and, i saw that and speaking of nasty falls we'll be right back uber east is known for having hot food online but launching in april groceries will be added within the app by adding grocery and convenience stores they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop! And just like that, we're back. And as I and as I said, it's showtime, and I don't know what to say. Let's um, just well, here. I could start. Um, let's just uh, dive in with the stuff from Monday. Yeah. So Jeff Hardy was arrested in Daytona Beach. Um, he was arrested for driving. I'm not sure if the license was revoked or suspended, but it wasn't illegal. Revoked. License. Okay, so it was a revoked license. So he was he was driving with a revoked license, and on top of that, he was drunk. So. I myself actually nearly want... four times over the legal limit. Yeah, he almost hit a point three, which the legal limit I think is like point zero one eight. And so zero eight one, I believe. Or point one eight. Yeah, one of those two. Okay. Okay. So so either way, he was drunk. And I ended up actually watching the video. I mean, it was very visible that he was drunk. And it was even stated by the police that, you know, they received like four different 911 calls about erratic driving with his vehicle specifically. And, um, you know, even in the video, you can tell he was drunk just because like when they were having him do like, you know, the sobriety test, when they, just just with him having to walk a straight line on on the, uh, one of the parking lines, he wasn't even able to stand. Like he wasn't even able to stand. Like the cops had to stay behind, stay beside him to catch him when he was falling over. And literally it ended up being, okay, just look up, up. And then he had to count the 30. And as he was counting the 30, the cop was just putting his hands behind his back to cuff him. So it's, it wasn't a good look at all. And then afterwards, you know, Tony Khan finally got, got in contact with him. And long story short, basically told him, hey, yeah, you fucked up big time. Um, so here's what's happening. Um, suspended. You're, going, you're suspended without pay. You're going to rehab. Um, we're going to be checking on you regularly, make sure that you're staying sober. And then when you're out of rehab, you need to be sober for X amount of time before i allow you to return to the ring and then even after that i'm still going to be checking on you yeah which i mean i'm not gonna lie that's the correct way to do it like if you're if one of your wrestlers like sincerely fucks up like that like yeah you're giving a book you're giving a bad look to his brand you're giving a bad look to the company overall you now put your brother in a terrible situation and on top of all that dude you have a family you got a family now. Like this isn't back in 2009, no surrender TNA where you're where you're just woo, woo, no, woo, that woo. was 
Victory Road 2011. Victory Road 2011? I don't yeah. know why I got those. The oh, Sting match. Oh, I thought it was No Surrender 2009. My bad. The uh, original one, I think that's because he was still in WWE at that time. Oh, yeah. No, he was in WWE at the time. That might. That's that might why be- he got fired from WWE was that stunt and then ended up in yeah. TNA as soon as his 90 days was up, which is the same stuff we've seen here. Yeah. And so- to go back to Victory Road real quick, sorry to cut you off. You're good. Because even you could tell by Sting's face when Loaded hit and Jeff was in the ring across from him, it's like, why are you here? Because Tony being tone, tone deaf as ever, because I legit had to look up the date myself. Jeff's AEW debut was the 11 year anniversary of the said Victory Road stunt. Yeah. And why? You I mean, talk about I mean, tone deaf. And I mean, then, I'm kind of noticing. I mean, my thing is, is I'm noticing a pattern with him. I'm noticing that anytime when he's in like a high pressure type situation where like spotlights about to be put on him, he panics and stuff like this usually happens. So I'm almost wondering, like, is he not able to handle the pressure? Like, does he get like, you know, does he get like, does he get like too stressed by it and then turns to his demons for it? Like, I don't know. And apparently they were going to win the titles. That's the thing. That's why I'm wondering. He was probably, he probably already knew that. And so I'm almost wondering if like he was just going back on stupid shit because he was panicking almost like wondering if they could like, if they can carry the company like that. And yeah, Robbie even said like wherever they and that book a hotel, they make sure Matt and Rebby check on him regularly and all bottle service and alcohol from Jeff's room. Like she said this on TikTok and responds to comments like John Naval to him. I'm like, no. Like the only other thing they could do is literally put Jeff in between them and lock him yeah. on their bed. And Rebby's not doing that considering yeah, she no. has like four kids. Yeah, no, I mean, they got their they got their own lives to live and their own things to worry about. And like, the thing is, is like, you know, I'm not saying for them not to be there for Jeff. Obviously, that's his brother, but they're not going to be able to like keep eye on him 24 freaking seven. Yeah, which is so stupid. And I feel bad for them. But Jeff's a grown man. The suspension is justified. I don't think they should have even booked because not only was he scheduled for that ladder match. He had a match lined up in AAA this week, AAA this weekend with Matt. And I'm like, so you're going to do a ladder match, a AAA match, and cross across, run across the Mexican border. Like, how does he even still have a passport to do that? I don't even know. I thought like when you had like a certain amount of drug charges that you like, you know, lost those rights. And now we have a third member joining us. Yep, there's Trico. I just saw that he finally read my message. Enjoy your cereal, sweetie. Shriko, what's up, man? Uh, he still got his mic on mute. Yeah, I had to get everything situated before I just started. Oh, uh, okay. No worries. Okay. And you just hopped in at the perfect time. Yeah. Jeff Hardy. We're talking about all the fun stuff. Huh. Oh, my God. Jeff Hardy. So we already broke it. I don't know how much you were able to, what part you came in on, but we broke down the arrest. We broke down the steps. Now we're just breaking down the um, aftermath and the fact that why did both Conan and Tony Khan, especially after Double or Nothing, haven't booked to even cross the Mexican border for a ladder match and then a main event in AAA? 
Well, uh, let me just uh, say um, about Jeff. So um, I think uh, Tony Khan made the right decision to not let him uh, be on the show after everything that happened, uh, of course. So, Dude was um, probably in the drunk tank still. But um, if, it, if y'all didn't know, if Jeff didn't get arrested on that Monday, the Hardys would have won the tag team title. We touched on that didn't. too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. We already touched on that, um, which, I mean, they have, they have decent, like I said, they have like a decent line that they can go down for like storyline wise for the young bucks with the titles it's just i'm wondering what it's gonna be well you you do you guys want to know why i hate you know i don't want to get this into a a very uh, political debate you know how jimmy uso got arrested oh, for DUI, but they don't me. say but they don't say crap about fought don't want to say crap about it because they don't want to feel guilty but now people want to go like all WWE fans want to go against Tony Khan and say, oh, you're not doing a good job. I'm like, bro, look what you did uh, with Jeff. You put him in a storyline with Sheamus. We had to do a drug test and made him pee on an online television. Like, you telling me, like, that's just so stupid. Which was even funnier because then he tossed that pee into Sheamus's face. Yeah. And legit Sheamus. And here's the ironic thing about timing. And I think I sent you guys a yeah, screenshot yeah, of when Seamus did. So Seamus posted that exact segment on his Instagram a day before all this went down with Jeff. I'm like, oh no, that is some scary ironic timing. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I love Seamus, but man, that was a scary ironic. And that's um, only stage one of the crazy. Yeah. Shall we move on to, let's just continue it chronologically. Because around that same time and same day, accusations came upon GCW wrestling. And accusations, and let me redo that again. And moving on that same day, accusations arose from GCW wrestler AJ Gray. On an underage promoter. Wait, hang on. That, oh, you, I didn't know that was the full story. Shit. Yeah. So there are accusations that he kind of made moves and tried to make advances and hit on an underage promoter. Yeah. Because at the time, at the time, the promoter was seventeen. <sighs> I don't. I think that's all I've heard regarding the situation. So I'm not gonna dive in too much because it's already that's dicey in itself. And if whatever happens happens, is crazy. And I think Brett Lauderdale is smart enough not to have him on any GCW shows regardless of how over he is because that is no way but speaking of no way and not being able to keep it in your pants let's talk about i'm going to say this was started wednesday with the insanity vince mick vince mcmahon got exposed and allegedly spent $3 million in hush money for having an affair with somebody. $3 million in hush money of, on WWE's dime. And it is crazy. 
$3 million for, yeah, that's just nuts. And then apparently he passed the paralegal, mind you, paralegal employee on to people power John Laurinaitis. And that is even, and that's even scarier because Laurinaitis is head of talent relations. So, yeah. Yeah. Vince McMahon passing around Johnny, passing around paralegals to the head of talent relations for sexual favors and double randomly just doubling salaries at that on company. Yeah, no, that situation is really bad just because of the fact that, I mean, you know, first off, you use $3 million of the company's money. So obviously they were going to trace that back. And for hush money to shut them up as a settlement in court. Yeah. Even... And even on top of that, it's like, dude, you were finagling with a paralegal. Obviously, they're going to find a way around that. So that then you still get in trouble. And um, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that this is kind of why stuff like this shouldn't be happening in any type of workplace but i mean vince mcmahon is vince mcmahon he's a fucking moron and he thinks that he could play with his dick he could play with his dick and whoever he wants apparently i did say this was going to be on canny and welcome to hell everybody yeah but the but the real but the real question is like he got away with murder he beat the federal government so y'all think he could beat this one well, I mean, uh, he's got a whole. He's got a whole there's climate in 2022, and Vince is getting accused. He's getting accused by his own board execs of sexual misconduct in the workplace in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's not getting around this, dude. I don't see any way of him getting around this. And other thing, like completely off topic, and like going back, I guess, on what you were talking about before this. Um, I just looked uh, more extensively into the whole AJ Gray situation, and yeah, that's extremely fucked up. Um, he basically was he basically was messaging this girl, like flirting with her, and the whole nine. And I mean, it, it explicitly states on her profile that she is seventeen. So like, yeah, that's as, why I just try to keep it at R. Kelly. Yeah, and like as soon as he as soon as he asked how old she was and she said she was seventeen, he cut all contact and then tried to like up the interview price to like a ridiculous rate, to where then she wouldn't be able to pay it. All because of the fact that oh you're seventeen, I can't stick my dick in you, which you're gross. We are going. Anyway, uh, anyway, back to the back Speaking to the current subject. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about dicks. We're talking about all these dickheads that can't keep their dicks in their pants. But um, well, I mean, the main... we got him somewhat moved on from not just the fact that his stepdaughters are in the Hall of Fame because he's an idiot, but the fact he cheated on his wife, on his second or third wife. Laurenitis is done, out of power. If Vince is out of power, technically is chairman of the board and stepping down. Yeah. Laurenitis is done as head of talent relations. Yeah, no. They're probably probably going to get revealed throughout the next, like, week. Yeah, no. Stephanie's probably going to fire. She's probably going to fire John John Laurenitis. 
And then probably she has to. She has no choice. She seriously has no choice here. She has to fire him. Well, and Kevin Dunn playing into Nick Khan. This is all playing into Nick Khan. We're not going to go into that route right now, Trico, because I don't want to get too deep into that no, style of takeover. Yeah, no, 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 no. Watch next week. It's going to be revealed. It's going to be like breaking news. Nick Khan has actually been revealed as the older brother of Tony Khan. The Khans now have, have now taken over the wrestling world. We're not going to go into that route right now. Because I only want to focus on the factual, especially when it comes to this mess, because it's a lot. All right, yeah. And the game over, man. The head of production, Mr. Kevin Dunn, sold about a million dollars in stock last month. Not about, he sold a million dollars in stock. Sold, like I'm saying, it could have been over a million. That's why I said about. But no, he sold 15,000 shares of stock from WWE. And has it even been revealed as to why he did it? I have no idea. Bottom line, Kevin Either Dunn. Either way, in order to do stuff like that, don't you usually need like chairman approval, board board approval in, in order to like share that many? Oh, yeah. Amount? He's done too. Because you think about it, this whole investigation now includes Kevin Dunn being involved with the money that Vince took out. Yeah, for all we know, so for all we know, he sold those shares as like an extra, like, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So um anyway. I see Kevin Dunn being Kevin Dunn being done. Yeah, no, Yo done, 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 done. Yeah. So maybe we can get an executive producer of like per uh, exec executive producer on production. That actually knows how to properly and smoothly do camera work. Breaking news: Vince Russo has been has been introduced as WWE's new head of production. Shut up! No, we already got. <laughs> At least when we, we come back from break, we already got to touch on Vince Russo creations. That I don't know why they're back. <laughs> At least one of them. So we'll. Yeah, I was about to say let's. Uh, let's we'll be right back day. and on happier news for the most part. On June 2nd, 2020, we started a movie on social media with Black Lives Matter movement called Hashtag Blackout Tuesday. Post a black screen on your social media page on every Tuesday and share the movement and speak your voice in a peaceful battle with no violence and rioting. We believe that all lives matter. Stand with us and join the movement. And don't forget to follow and listen to Technology News Talk weekly on YouTube. Ooh, and just like that, we're out the frying pan, we're out the fire, but... Now, yeah, so now we hop into top now we have topics that we kind of want to touch on happily go happily going into this whole slammiversary preview, which All right. yeah, which, I was gonna say, good. I was gonna say, let's just start off with the one thing that they're bringing back that I genuinely even freaking understand why it's coming back. At least it's on the pre-show. Yeah, it's on the show, but still like reversal royal, like that hands down 100 percent is the worst match concept in the history of wrestling. Like you have like te- you have like 15 20 guys start on the outside and then they hop over the top the first two that hop over the top rope actually have a match and then whoever wins said match then is the winner of the battle royal. Like di- di- um what? Vince Russo, the same person that came up with a casket match that just floats you into the space and the same dude and the same guy that brought an electrified steel cage with four guys into it. Yeah, that was just like you you want a public execution to happen. Okay. <laughs> Bro, you thought the 
exploding barbed wire deathmatch had bad effects. Bruh, look at what they did with the... Uh, look it up. LAX versus Team 3D. AKA. No, I've, I've watched the match. I'm telling the viewer, the listeners, look it up. It, you want to see bad special effects in wrestling. LAX, Team 3D. For it, the, ele- the, the electrified cage match. Yeah, it was just bad. It was terrible. Just Bro. literally, like, every time when they would touch a cage, you just see the lights flicker, and they're just like, oh. What did that remind you of? Battlegrounds, Steel Cage, Battlegrounds. That does actually. Yes. <laughs> That's just bad. Okay. That's terrible. Wait, maybe WWE already hired Vince Russo, and we don't know. We're going to move on. <laughs> I, I kind of no, actually If they actually hired Vince Russo, we would have had better storylines. So that's out of the table. Storylines of WWE aren't good anyway, and neither are the storylines with Vince Russo. Vince Russo would have added somebody dying or getting pregnant. But we're going to okay. move on with um, the headline by Josh Alexander and EY for the Impact World title. Ultimate X, AK, and possibly an Ace Austin execution and his return from the best super juniors when he fights Kenny King, Mike Bailey, Trey Miguel, Jack Evans, and Alex Zane. But Ace might make it out the other end because he's got a ticking time bomb that's got the more wants. I was huh? going to say, plus also now with Ace and Bullet Club, like he's got like multiple backup like to help him. Well, two of that backup are going for the Impact Tag Titles versus the Briscoes. And the Briscoes are coming for blood since the Good Brothers tried to go on their farm and jump their dad. Yeah, I saw that video. Which, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm already expecting, I'm already expecting the, I'm already expecting from Mark. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then the knockouts... Title, first ever Queen of the Mountain. I think this might steal the show. However, I'm very intrigued, but I do think Mia walks out with it. Just okay, let me, more let me so because, n- not because Mickey James is special enforcer, even though I do think that cancels out three of the options, but I do think that gives life into Rosemary who's in the knockouts tag title match, which I do think the influence will somehow retain just because that'll free up stuff for the knockout title going into Bound for Glory. Go ahead. Yeah. Now let me make sure I'm getting the rules of that match right. So, like, everybody's doing their thing. If you get pinned or you tap, then you're in the cage for, like, 60 seconds or something. And then the person who... Yeah, it's him. Balls count anywhere... I was going to say, whoever taps or gets pinned is in the cage, and then if you got the pin or the submission, then you can take the belt and try to hang it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to the King of the Mountain rules. It well, is the King say, of the Mountain, bro. It's it just... The King of the Mountain, and it's just, it just says Queen. Yeah, so the match rules should be as similar. It's the oh, same match, sure bro. I, got, I was just making sure I had trying to right figure out the problem. King of the Mountain. Yeah. It's basically the same match. It's just... It's for the knockouts yeah. and not for first time for the knockout title. Yeah. yeah. 
because it's usually either world title or randomly whatever title GCW wants to put over. Which, and here's the stat and why I feel Tasha's pain, but this run has not been good with the title. Because Tasha, the champion, is only four and eight out of 12 matches in retaining. The champion is four and eight. And a lot of those were during the GCW era. The champion outside of that, when it was just whatever, and they just made the King of the Mountain a title, gave the Legends title and rebranded the King of the Mountain title. So it didn't matter who walked out with it. Only got defended twice. So 25%, not 33. Jeez. And then they're also doing... On top of Queen of the Mountain and Ultimax, they're doing a Monsters Ball with Sammy and Moose, which is Sammy's revenge for Moose breaking his leg. (laughs) This is like the most gimmicked out pay-per-view, period. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. (sighs) But going from a gimmicked out (laughs) pay-per-view to something... I hate to say it, but honestly, is that a bad time? We're not going to fully preview. We're going to have the full preview when they decide to have the match card somewhat somewhat finalized next week is Forbidden Door. Let I'm just going to say who's all not involved and it's weird. Stardom's not involved because AEW didn't look at their calendar and booked it the same day as the Stardom show. And most of their roster, most of their main eventers anyway, are either going for the for the six women titles or in a steel cage. Yeah. So for people wondering, why is there only AEW versus AEW when New Japan sprinkled in? A lot of the stardom stuff for the women's division has a pay-per-view that same day. And then AAA talent can't be involved with the show because of New Japan's partnership with CMLL. Which I've already told you, I think, what's going to end up happening there. Just because the thing is, is that, I mean, I don't really see CMLL's partnership with New Japan as, like, profitable as much lately. Um, like I'm not saying the promotion or anything. It's I just, mean, they've gotten a few like talent on some shows, but that's about it. Yeah, like, and the thing is, is that you know, it's just their restrictions lately with their talent is just really starting to become like hectic. And so, and I mean, Conan's even saying he's like, dude, even if you wanted to bring some of your CML, like Conan's even stated, like if you want to bring some of your CMLL guys, yeah, whatever. But like, it's the CMLL guys that are being little pricks about it. Yeah, Conan Conan doesn't care. Yeah, Conan could give a fuck less. He's just like, I don't fucking care just as long as my promotion is getting vision. Like, that's all he cares about. It's the CMLL guys that are being little pricks. So I feel like at this rate, like if New Japan and AEW's relationship stays good, then AEW might just end up going over to New Japan and being like, hey, if you guys don't want to work with CMLL anymore, we have a working relationship with AAA. Exactly. Yeah, so, but, but here's a big thing with the double main event that 
AW wants to do for that show next week, they're going to have to do it without Okada, most likely. His wife. They're going to have to do. They're going to have to do it without okay. Okada because I mean he just had a baby. No, his He's having a baby. Yeah, his wife's due within the next two weeks. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Okada's busy being a dad. Like that. That comes first. Yeah. Which yeah, I mean, there's no way. Argue. I already know New Japan's not going to argue. They better because I guarantee you that's why Jay got the title. That's probably why Jay got the title because they needed to put it on somebody that they knew can bring in just as big of a draw, and that's Jay right now. Oh yeah, and, like, speak, and I honestly hope a Dominion. I, honestly, I was gonna say I honestly, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm just saying I do honestly hope he ends up getting a lengthy run with the, with the title. Oh, he. Oh will. yeah, if Okada's taking time off to be a dad for all the way until the G1, he will, because yeah. right into the after the G1, they're going right into Wrestle Kingdom, so he's probably gonna hold it for six months. Right, yeah. which the G one, and that is like my last little bit going in talking about Dominion. It's like, can Hangman overcome that two zero from Jay White to become IWGP World Champ? Answer to me, short no. I don't think so. I personally think he's not. I I see Jay, whoever Jay ends up facing. We're personally right now because of what is going on. I think he's going to end up facing both Adam Cole and Hangman Page, and I think Jay's going to end up getting the win just because I don't, I don't see him getting the title taken off and getting taken off of him very quickly. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, just by the way he said, "Oh, I'm not facing you, Hangman hey, Page. I'm not facing you, Adam Cole." Just Emotional damage. Yeah, <laughs> just by the way, just by the way he's. The way he said that uh, on Dynamite kind of felt like, oh, it's definitely going to be a triple threat at, at Forbidden Door. It's just a way, oh, matter yeah. of way of how they're going to set that set that match up. Who makes the announcement? Yeah. Does which, Tony, which, Tony come out crying? Where's you? Where's you? Where's you? Because we all know Jay White's going to be on the show. It's, 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 oh, it will be a yeah. crime if, if he says he's not on the show. Jay White and Okada? No, uh, yeah. uh, like you, uh, I don't think Okada will be on the show. Just like you mentioned, uh, he's going to have a child. No, 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 no. I'm I, saying both Jay White and Okada. Oh, I don't know. I don't think Okada may make it. Just, by, just like you mentioned. No, we all know Okada's. And we're all saying Okada's not. We're all in that agreement. But I'm saying both of them, Jay and Okada. No, yeah, uh, no at least at that. least Jay White. At least Jay White. Uh, 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 at least he. Uh, at least he's on the uh, on Forbidden Door because he's not. Uh, because uh, if him and Okada's not on the show, that's going to be crazy. But at least we gain uh, Jay White uh, on Forbidden Door. Yeah, because you don't have Abushi, don't have Naito. You need like a big name on there. You don't have Okada. Yeah, which their biggest, yeah, which their biggest name that they have right now is Jay White. So that's pretty much who, who that's who they would want. And that's also why, I mean, I feel like that's kind of why, the, I mean, the only reason why I feel like Cobb and O'Connor on the show are going to end up being on the show now is because of the fact that they want Osprey on the show because Osprey's a big draw also. Well, oh, oh my god, listen. Well, will Osprey versus uh, uh Orange Cassidy? Well, I know let people me get have been to talking Trico, let me get to that real quick. Cuz we need to talk about this whole US title situation. Cuz I know you don't you're not as familiar with the full reason why I put the US title picture and why it goes back to when Mox first held that got the title off ironically juice 
when he first made the jump from WWE to the AEW New Japan stuff. And he lost it on the back of a typhoon, but then won it and then won it back three months later just to sit on it as a result of a pandemic and not even defend it on New Japan Strong. And I guarantee you a lot of this partnership was only to get the U.S. title back. And then yeah. when he lost it to Lance Archer, Archer held it for like, what, two weeks? And yeah, I think he had it Just to hold it, yeah. just to take it for, just to drop it to Tanahashi. And then we get to this year's garbage. Where then uh, Tanahashi dropped it to fucking, who did he even drop it to? Sonata. Sonata, where then Sonata got injured. And then there was a match between Ishii and Tanahashi. Tanahashi wins it. Then to drop it again. And then dropped it again to Juice Robinson. And then Juice Robinson gets appendicitis. And then Everybody in that match had injuries. And the th- original three and injury was coming off injuries. Appendicitis. Yeah. And then freaking, yeah, and then orbital. Ospreay, it was Will Ospreay versus Sonata for the vacant one. And now Will Ospreay is the U.S. title holder without the title. Because Juice is like, yeah, I'm not giving it back. And how you could easily tie in everything. Oh yeah, no, no, this is where I you want you want to know what I think might happen here. So and then thought, randomly, just because Osprey's on the show, put him against Orange Cassidy, which no. Listen, I mean, listen, process here. Shrika, let Eric hop in on this because I know yeah. you're gonna defend the AEW talent, but yeah, we need to hop into yeah. something. So here's my thought process. I'm thinking this is this would be the right way to do it, at least, in my opinion. Um, with the whole situation you got with the U.S. title, what you should do is either next week um, when, you know, they do their little face-off and they're saying it's for the U.S. title, then out of nowhere, boom, 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 there's Juice Robinson's music. He comes out. He's like, listen here, you motherfucker. You never actually pinned me. You never beat me for this title. I'm putting myself in this match right now. And then next, you know, it's a three-way for the match. Or they wait until actual forbidden door. The match is about to start. Then all of a sudden, Juice Robinson comes out with the belt, says the same exact shit, and then it becomes a triple threat. Like I, I kind of agree, but, but at the same time, I don't know how long it takes for some for one to heal from appendicitis. And that's why I think my idea should have should have actually been a little bit more, and Juice would not have had to get physical at all. However, it would have involved. We all had the Tony and Britt matchup this week. However, that's when I think the United Empire. Should have used both Britt and Tony as just to make sure Adam Cole and Juice had the direct like insurance and blackmail. Use both Adam Cole and Juice's misses. Definitely an Ozcutter to Tony Storm. I don't know what you would have done to Britt other than just like intimidate her with. I would say Jeff Cobb, not Great Ocon, because he cannot hit a cutter to save his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, definitely use Britt and Tony as bait to get the title, the physical belt back. And then yeah, that, that way... that makes some sense. Especially when Osprey got the world title after destroying his own girlfriend and B. Priestley. Granted, that was her last like week in Japan before she went to the UK. 
Yeah. For NXT UK. Yeah. Yeah. And good news at um okay. in the Dominion, Jay got the fans to actually cheer. Yeah, no, that was that was actually kind of nice getting them to actually cheer and like you know like scream and whatnot. Yeah, but and then, the, and then also the the okay, so the IWGP Junior belts are getting defended at New Japan Road, which I don't understand that. Like, why did you not put the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match at Dominion? Why are you putting that at like one of their at least like, the tag titles? Yeah, like, tag titles I kind of understand at New Japan Road. But yeah. yeah, or even yeah. better, like at least, or or if anything, have the freaking junior heavyweight title at, defended at her forbidden door, which would make a lot of sense because Ace beat Ishimori, so you could have easily done the three way. Granted, it would have been two Bullet Club, one Lij, and then obviously point blank, it would have been Hiromu winning, or you could have had dissension, immediate dissension within Bullet Club. Yeah. Within the I super mean, junior, within the junior heavyweights in Bullet Club. Yeah. New Japan Road. Junior heavyweight, junior titles in a mess. So like the best super juniors is not for Dominion anymore, which is dumb. But what's even dumber is why didn't you just announce? Malachi Black versus Miro versus Pack versus Pack versus Ishii. Why don't you just announce that match and get start building toward that match? I don't know. I think they just wanted competition. I mean, uh, not, not to be fair with um with Kai Black Pack Miro in the match. Whoever from New Japan, it's going to be a great. It's going to be Ishii. It's going to be Ishii. Yeah, yeah, but I want Malachi to win the title. You know why? Because we already see Miro uh, uh, dominate as a TNT champion. Uh, we don't need him to hold another title. Um, Pat could be another uh, choice if Malachi doesn't win the title. But I think the number one should be Malachi Black because I think he could do wonders with the all legend championship and starting getting more rivalries than what the TNT title has done lately, being hot potato around because that title – is currently now cursed with the uh, the IGW US title and the Intercontinental title. Put it on one uh, no, you, you can't put the IWGP IC title in there because I got fused with the world title. And yes, I do agree that title is cursed. The world title, the US title, both of those are cursed. The TNT title is just a toy at this point. And that- the whole bracket is just dumb, and I feel it's like, why would you do that? And you basically you're gonna have three matches Monday and Tuesday, not at Dominion, but at New Japan Road to fill in this last slot between Homa, Clark Connors, Ishii, and Kanamaru. Who do you think is gonna win New Japan? What? And to be honest, he can't eat another big loss. Because how many big losses has Ishii eaten this year on his U.S. tour? Yeah, he's... To be honest, I would not mind if they're serious about the New Japan partnership, putting the All-Atlantic on Ishii, or with the way his character is, put it on Miro. Yeah, no, I got to agree there. Like, I personally... I mean, would I complain if it if it got on Pac or Malachi? No. But really, I mean, it can go on any of them at this 
point, just because, I mean, I'm hoping Ishii ends up coming out and being the New Japan represent, but I mean, any of them can take it at this point. I mean, even even with the fact that Miro has had his title run already with the TNT title, he would probably he would probably do just as good of a title run with the All Atlantic title, and he'd probably oh, be. Yeah. Pretty- just that needs a stip, though. Just as long as they don't do any stupid pictures like fucking Sammy and Taya did with them. We're not talking Taya Valkyrie. We're talking Ty Conti, which, God. And CJ's not with the company, so they can't. Well, yeah. in case you guys didn't know uh, from Dynamite, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara are all the new Oh, uh, we're not going to talk. Oh, we're not God. talking about that. We don't want to talk about Ty Conti and Sammy We Guevara. already touched on the forbidden door stupidity. We don't need to go back to it. But we don't want to talk about we don't want to talk about Jericho being like, hey, look at my new members. They'll have sex in public. See, because I am a wizard. Because I am a wizard. And With he gonna look like Yujiro Hama, like on top of him. I'm like, oh god, that whole thing just screamed Bakiyama, and I'm like, no, move. Which completely off topic, but me and my family are actually well, me and my fiance are going to a Fozzy concert here in Columbus on the eighth. And I currently am working with a friend to get me a wand from the from the Wizardly World of Harry Potter in Islands of Adventure. So then at said concert, I can hand it to Chris Jericho and be like, here you go, Mr. Wizard. Hopefully he hears that. I quit. <laughs> I quit. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we got a breakdown. And I kind of don't even want to take a break since we already taken enough. But Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but we we do have to let the ads play. True. But before we do that, let's talk about the G1 Climax 28, which got confirmed for uh, with the finals on August, semifinals on this August 17th, finals on August 18th, and this is going to be starting in July. This year, not 20, but 28 individuals, four brackets a seven. And you're gonna have two semifinal matchups on the huh? They're gonna they're doing four brackets this year. Four instead of two, but the sizes are seven, not ten. Yeah, they do have a lot more entrants in this year. I was super happy. I was super happy when I saw Tom Lawler got announced. I'm gonna go through that real quick because ironically they have no impacts like involvement but they have AEW involvement in this which it's like why would you bring lance archer over and not and not have daniel bryan over and give me my zsj daniel bryan bryan danielson match damn it uh we might get that if danielson's on dynamite this week we're getting that match i guarantee it because suzuki uh, gun already uh, destroyed box suzuki gun destroyed box yeah so uh, I feel that match is happening. Trico, clear your mic or don't say none. Clear your mic before you say something, Trico. How long is Brian out, though? It was only supposed to be like one or two weeks. It was only supposed to be one or two weeks, so you can easily do a second face-off because ZSJ called him out going into the, on the road to Dominion and at Dominion, he called him out. But here's the full list of the 28. I'm going to get smarter after this. Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, if he's cleared, Goto, Tama, Shingo, Chase, Fale, Yujiro, Evil, Filthy Tom, Juice, if he's cleared, Jonah, Yoshihashi, Yano, Ishii, 
Jeff Cobb, Great O'Conn, Aaron Hanare, Osprey, Sonata, Switchblade, Kenta, El Phantasmo, Taichi, ZSJ, Lance Archer, and David Finley. That's who they've got confirmed for it, which I'm like, cool. You just did a partnership with Impact. Rocky couldn't, like, while he's still in the country, figure out somebody else from Impact instead of somebody that you're feuding with right now. And apparently, for those watching, SmackDown right now, no chance in hell. Vince is back. Yeah. But uh, on on camera at that. Vince will be on camera tonight. And, and then... I don't know why. I think the only, the only thing we care about tonight's SmackDown is uh, Roman versus Riddle. That's it. Uh, Well, Vince just trumped it. Vince saying anything just trumped it because that's going to have a seismic effect. And with that being said, speaking of seismic effects, we'll be back in five. Let the traditional ads play. With all the chaos going on in the nation from COVID-19 to gun shootings, life insurance is a priority. Primerica Life Insurance has been devoted to protecting their clients since 1977. By choosing Primerica as a life insurance provider, they'll find a policy that best suits your family's needs, offering income replacement and investment options. For more information, please call licensed financial consultant Beth Lopez at 773-629-3079. And just like that, the normal break. We're back. We're back. And we're continuing along these recaps from last week right before we get into the uh, gaming stuff, which there's a lot of previews, but it's not that crazy. So UFC 275, the triple main event, the last three fights all had something insane. So Joanna Young Jacek, probably the greatest strawweight in UFC history, women's strawweight, I should say, in UFC history, retired. And it was literally after a spin back fist to the throat in the first round that she retired at the hands of Weili Zhang, which didn't see that coming. I mean, ow? Yeah. Well, I mean, she had been gone. She had been doing the entire fight game for like 20 years. Was on top with quite possibly one of the longest active women's title runs in UFC history. I think right now she may be third up there for third. She's definitely top five all time for title defenses and everything, especially coming off the ultimate fighter and just running through everybody until she got the Rose and then did that. And then of course, Glover to versus Yuri Yuri was just insane to where fight of the year contender probably going to end up on there. And now you're expecting Yuri Porchega versus Juan Mohovic for the light heavy, for the light heavyweight title. And Oh boy, 
that is going to be insane. So you got Czechoslovakia versus Poland for the UFC heavyweight title. That's going to be insane. And yet, Porcheka won it with 30 seconds, literally at 24-32 out of 25 minutes. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy fight of the year contender. And then Valentina Shevchenko actually survived and let Talia Santos last another 30 seconds, more than that fight, and finally got tested, but squeaked out a judge's decision and finally got her wish in a title fight. But she's deciding whether she wants the run back back at strawweight for a catchweight fight, or does she want the winner of Amanda and Juliana? which that fight is, I want to say, next month. That's going to be insane for the UFC. Recap always ready. Sam Shaw, the former Dexter Loomis, made his quote-unquote indie return in signing with the NWA for the now vacated NWA world title three-way between himself, Nick Aldis, who somehow main event mafia ties ended up back in impact. Another story for another time. Nick out between Sam Shaw, Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch, which Trevor Murdoch is now a two-time champion and maybe in route to, are we really about to end up with Murdoch versus Cardona? Once Cardona gets cleared again, it's looking like we're going to, but I think now with that, it's going to end up being like a redemption match more so for Murdoch. Um, just because I don't want to see the title get taken off of him again. Like, I mean, he's that, a good ch- the way it happened was just shady. Yeah, and like he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a contender for the title. Like he's a, he's a great champion. He's overall a great wrestler, and he's oh, also yeah. really good on the. And he's also got pretty promo skills. Like, his promo skills have improved a hell of a lot from back when he was in WWE. Where even then, in WWE, he still wasn't half bad. Yeah, it was just, they put him as a straight-up... His entire gimmick was, you look and sound like Redneck. Shut up. Yeah, which is dumb. And now, like, now that MWA is actually giving him a platform where he could actually speak, it's like, oh, shit, this man could actually talk. And he actually can cut a decent promo. And, And, like... and on top of that, he could fucking wrestle. Yeah. Speaking of good uh, wrestling that I didn't expect, the Hex have finally fallen. Yeah. No, I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to fall for any time soon. And then freaking Pretty Empowered ended up just being like, nah, here we go. Kenzie Page and who? Kenzie Page and I can't remember who her, who her tag team partner was. And speaking of good tag wrestlers that we actually know who they are. Harry Harry. Smith and Doug Williams. Man, that is insane. Dude, I personally love them as a tag team. Like, they actually, they mesh very well. And Harry Smith overall as a wrestler is amazing. Doug Williams as a wrestler is amazing. And they just, I mean, the first time, the first time that they, um, the first time that they actually, um, that they tagged together really was at the Crockett Cup. So it kind of was like a big deal that, you know, they ended up meshing as well as they did and ended up even taking out the tag tag champs then. And then when they 
had a second go at the, at them for the belts, they actually ended up winning. Which is insane because they have legit separately their legacy is tag wrestlers separately. Smith with both Tyson, the former Tyson kid, TJ Wilson, and Lance Archer. And then Williams with Aldis is insane. But, and they mesh so well together. It's nuts. They know yeah. their role. They, they know their role and they know their style within the tag team, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured that they would have, I kind of figured that they would have meshed well because their wrestling styles are very similar. So I kind of But not figured, this. But I mean, yeah, usually when people are joining tag teams, it usually takes them a few weeks in order to like mesh together well. Like they kind of put themselves together very last minute. So the fact that they were able to mesh, to, uh, the fact that they were able to mesh as well together as they did is astonishing. And it kind of also shows WWE fucked up again by, you know, not really doing anything with Harry. Bro, they basically brought him in to have him sit in catering and try and boost her up as uh, the worst, like, the quote-unquote boat, his cousin. Which, yeah. that ship is sailed. Natalia's just there to put people over, which, it just like Ishii, you can't keep putting her in big match situations just to get beaten by like a drum. Yeah, no, I agree. And because when you do put her in a big match situation and she wins like she did with Core Jade, what's that say about Core Jade? You lost to Natalia. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got beat by Natalia. That's not good when somebody is beaten like a drum. Just like yeah, with Ishii, uh, it's like, yeah, you lost to Ishii. What yeah. that say about you? Okay, so yeah, no, I got you. So just, just these next two months, we 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 got a lot going on. Like, and then uh, before we get into that whole list of what's left for the next two months, one last thing I don't think I brought up was the first ever in MLW featherweight champion. Oh yes, and because I should have brought this up when we were talking about Slam Anniversary. But considering we were talking about her tag partner, we didn't talk about Taya's big win for the title. Yeah, no, she beat Holiday last night on Fusion to become the new to become the inaugural um, MLW MLW featherweight champion. Which I'm not gonna lie, I kind of like the fact that they didn't say women and instead they said featherweight. Like I love because- that too. Like, I personally feel like that gives a little bit more respect to them. Like, it's just like, no, you guys actually have your own weight class and division and the whole nine. Like, we're going to treat you guys just like the, we're going to actually treat you guys and respect you guys just as much as we do the men. Like, that's yeah, kind of the court, That's Court Bauer, and that's why I love him as a promoter right now. Oh, yeah, no. He, he, he by far is doing everything right. Like, he, he has already built a pretty strong women's division. He's got already a good brand as it is. The tag team division needs some work. But just um, move away from Hade and the Hammerstone. Yeah, just because I know Hade's still floating around with that mess. Yeah, they just need to they just need to do that title match already and get it over with. I thought they did it already. I'm pretty sure they did it. They did it at the their last pay per view. Yeah, um, Kings of Coliseum. I know they did it, but it's like they just haven't like they just haven't shown the match yet. 
but I also know, but I also know that inaugural, I also know that inaugural women's match, uh, the featherweight title match, was from King's Coliseum, so they might be now showing it within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'm like, what? It's yeah, just weird. I, I mean, hopefully it's done by then. I mean, obviously there has to be some type of buildup to you know the match with Bandito and, and Hammerstone. Yes. So I, so I think there's probably I think it's probably gonna end up being like either next week or the week after they're gonna tape the match, show that he lost, and then be done with it, and then then it's gonna start building up Bandito, and then just it'll probably turn into a storyline where Cesar Duran is just trying to like completely get rid of Hammerstone, and then oh, yeah, knowing how sure. and, and then Bandito's not but the thing is Bandito's not a heel, so I feel like like I feel like three course way of the match is gonna turn into like a Chapo Guerrero situation like at Supercard of Honor, and he's just gonna kick him out. <laughs> yeah, which is nuts. And then, with that being said, let's go over this whole next couple of months. We've got Slammiversary, Battle Riot, Bellator 282, CEO, The Forbidden Door. And can can you believe that's all within the next couple of weeks? Yeah. And then we got Against All Odds. Then we have Money in the Bank. Then we have SummerSlam. Then we have Evo 2022. Which... For the entire, but here's the thing: Kenny's still close with Jabaley, and yet <laughs> they booked Forbidden Door and CEO the same weekend. Yeah, that wasn't very smart. Like, I think just the it's another. We'll dive into that a lot next week, but I think Forbidden Door just as a whole thing was bad placement. Yeah, they didn't really build to it. They didn't really build to it as much. So I'm hoping that they end up saving it with the card. Well, I mean, it's not looking good right now. I'll tell you that much. But the the card itself, uh, uh, I know they're trying their best to try to put everybody there uh, while they can. But the end of the but at the end of the day, the the the, the match card itself is going to be it's going to be a banger. You say that, and we had double or nothing. Okay, double or nothing was a different situation. Uh, some of the matches that we talked about it before, some of those matches should not have been on the card. That was a different story. But we talk about AEW and New Japan here. Some of these matches, like and uh, yet, and yet, Trico, you have Jericho and Jericho, Sammy and Suzuki versus Eddie and two of Mox's young boys. What? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know what, well, I don't know what it was that, I don't know if that's going to be, uh, listen, I don't know how that match is going to play out. I, I, I know it don't look, make sense on paper, but like, um, yeah, I don't know if, if, if that match is just, it's just building up to, to blood and guts. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. So then why incorporate Suzuki? You should have just said Suzuki versus Eddie. And then have a post-match where he gets jumped or something by the JAS. Not involved. Two young boys. Yeah, hey, I don't hey. know. I don't know what, what hey, to deal question. with that. Would you want to see the sixth man as is or Eddie versus Suzuki and then have a post-match angle? Yeah, Eddie no, versus Suzuki sounds I'd better. See, I'd rather see Eddie versus Suzuki in a post-match angle. Because also, yeah. if they didn't have that, then they could have actually inserted Chris Jericho into the AEW World Title match with his little promo that he cut after the whole with the whole uh, Tanahashi Moxley segment, and that would have made it a lot more tight in. 
Yeah, and that also would have it also would have made it a lot more appealing. I mean, there already yeah. is a lot of history there before between Tanahashi and Moxley, but it's just that Jericho has the history with both of them because a he never and the title. He, yeah, he and the title because a he never got his rematch for the AEW title. B John Moxley is the one that he lost it to, and C the last time he faced Hiroshi Tanahashi two years ago, he beat him at the Tokyo Dome. And now he's just facing the ref's young boy, yeah, the ref's son that he beat up at the Tokyo Dome in route to losing to Kenny. It's so stupid. Yeah, yeah. That's why I say the reason we have this six-man tag is just to build up the blood and guts. That's all that is. I'd yeah. rather the Suzuki. Well, wait match. a minute. Isn't blood and guts happening before? No, no. after uh, Forbidden Door. After. Because it's I thought, on. I thought, isn't Forbidden Door the. Forbidden Door's on the 28th, ain't it? Yeah, Forbidden Door's next weekend. Yeah, and. Yeah, and isn't Blood and Guts. Yeah, yeah and isn't. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Blood and Guts, isn't that the week, like the week of? Is Blood and Guts next week? I'm pretty sure no, it, it is. is. No, it's the 29th. It's the last week of June. No, Blood and Guts, not the pay per view. Yeah, the, that's what I'm saying. Blood and Guts is, is the 29th, it's the last week of June. That is next week, bro. That's next week. That's 20. No, it's the 29th of June. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Forbidden Door it, is happening. No, Forbidden Door is happening before Blood and Guts. Yeah, which is so, oh, it's so confusing. It's so stupid. Why do you Yeah, Forbidden Door is happening like three days before Blood and Guts. Why yeah. didn't you just do the, oh, God. I don't know. We're not in charge of their booking. This is why AW stuff confuses me sometimes. Yeah, that's why they did that six man tag. It's just a bit of the blood and good. That's I'd rather Suzuki and Eddie than you could have easily had New Japan versus AEW <laughs> rather than just a New Japan sprinkled into an AEW feud. Because it's literally New Japan sprinkled into an AEW feud for no reason. Yeah. Like Shooter, Shoto, because he's Mox's young boy, Yuta's Danielson's young boy versus Suzuki. The hater of young boys and the JAS. Yeah. Y'all know Suzuki sees young boy, he's going to try and commit a murder. Yeah, exactly. And what are Shuda, Shuda, and Wheeler? Moxim Danielson's young boys. So Jericho knows what he's doing. So yeah, that it just makes zero sense. I know we argued about this enough and talked about this enough. <sighs> we'll hop into that can of worms next week. But what are your thoughts on the entire summer of gaming? Have you been keeping up with any of the headlines? Because I watched the uh, Capcom on earlier this week and I was uh-huh. unimpressed. Oh my god, it's gonna be insane. And uh, I've been like, no, the summer of gaming, like all the press conferences, like the one IGN put together for summer of gaming, the PlayStation panel, the state of play from PlayStation, the Xbox One, the Capcom One, I think Nintendo did one. What is your thought throughout all of them and your yeah. reactions? Yeah. Uh, it's looking good, but like the the the, the upcoming games that I'm really looking forward to uh, coming up is um Goth- Gotham Knights, 
and um, Marvel's uh, Midnight Sun. Yeah, I saw the gameplay for those games. Yeah, that, that's on my anticipated list uh, to get those games. Well, I think the ones that really tinkle, tickle the fancy of what the podcast is are pretty much two collection games that could easily be an arcade cabinet in themselves. Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 and then the Fighting Collection. Both of those could have their own fighting cabinets and they're coming out one legit next week and the other July 22nd. And then the big boy, which I downloaded Tekken 2 immediately when my stuff updated. But the new PlayStation Plus tiers are out. What are your thoughts on now combining PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus for PlayStation Premium? Well, I hope this is a, a this is a good move, so it don't lead to like something oh like uh, this is not uh, it has to been good like you know how they uh, cancel the um the PlayStation uh with PlayStation now um the the view. I think that's it. I forgot the name of it, but like, yeah, I hope it doesn't end up that that situation. I don't know. It turns up into a good move that can last for like for, for a couple of years. I mean, it basically PlayStation Now is in the PlayStation Premium tier, so yeah. PlayStation Now is Dunsky. It's essentially if you want PlayStation Now, get PlayStation Premium, which is the most expensive tier. If you're just happy with what you had originally. Just get traditional, the PlayStation Plus exclusive essentials, which is essentially what PlayStation Plus was originally. And then extras is essentially just PlayStation Plus, but PlayStation Plus, but with only PS4 and PS5 games. You get the, what was originally promised with us, with the PS5, and the PS4 with PlayStation Premium. Oh yeah, and speaking of PlayStation, there's going to be certain games that um that that you might want that uh you were going to have to get on PlayStation Five because sir, there's going to be certain games that you cannot play on the PS4. I don't care. Just give me, and I will say this: I just want two games, Pfeiffer NY slash. Fight for NY slash Vendetta or Tekken 3. Give me those two games. You sold me. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But we'll see. Um, yeah, well, what announcements is gonna be because um once um the uh, Spider-Man uh two and a Wolverine game comes out, I'll, I'll be definitely, I would definitely have the PS5 by then. We will see, and anything y'all want to plug? Oh, no, yeah, by the way, guy, Street uh, Fighter just, 6 for me. Oh, yeah, Street Fighter 6, yeah. yeah we're just still waiting on what is going to be the exact, uh, they haven't announced the exact year when it's coming out yet, right? Exactly. I don't think so. But I just we're just gonna wait till see from there. But um, other than that, um, 
just guys, just stay, just stay tuned in for another episode of the Technology News Talk. And then we have a couple more uh, updates on that, and uh, as far as every uh, everything else, um, I will we will be I will be touching on the, the the NBA finals again on my channel and other uh, other entertainment news that have been. You in, missed that, that recap. Oh, oh no, uh, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it more on the Technology News Talk. I'll talk about that more. What about you, Eric? Um. I guess I, I didn't really pay much attention to it, honestly, so I wouldn't necessarily say there's, like, anything I'm... Anything you want to plug, though? Huh? Anything you want to plug, though? We're not going to have the plugs right now. What do you mean? Sorry. Anything you want to plug or promote that you're doing right now? Oh. um, Let's see. Um, I mean, other than my business, no. Um, I, if anybody's ever in need of any type of multimedia advertising... uh. Contact me, Eric Goldstein, Multimedia Advertising. You can find me on Facebook. Instagram is EGMAO213. And um, yeah, I do just about everything. Social media, logos, videos. Only thing I don't do are websites because they give me a headache. But that's another problem for another day because I have other people that do that. Um, yeah, that's about it. Um, also, if also uh, shout out to my also shout out to my boy uh, Matt. Go check out his uh, merch, Spicy Boy merch. It's pretty fire merch. Not gonna lie. Okay, I'm done now. All right. Well, with that being said, two fingers, we out.